an intro. You gotta have a little jibber. What do they call that? The soft hits, open? The soft, soft cold open. open? A cold oh, open cold is. Open. What's the difference? Lorian, he's back again. Now, I uh, guess he's back. back permanent again. mainstay. Yeah, you can't get rid of me, dude. Can't, can't, can't get rid of me. He's, like, he's like the clap. He was down the street. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. We're all neighborhood pals. And of course, the uh, the unsavory. Oh, yeah. Man, the wretched. <laughs> the dude, the dude who's portrait is the wretched. Um, <laughs> you, were, you, you, you were saying that you've been uh, collecting Chris Rush cards right i have like them Rush it's yeah i've been getting a few um i've got my eyes on a couple others it's a refined taste i guess <laughs> they're not the easiest to find but they're pretty cool are you um do you know much about like the different generations of yes, the Rush? iterations of yeah i i can't look at you look at a signature and tell you, you oh this is like one i can't like it i can't stand the sight <laughs> yeah. no one can uh but like some people, they know them well enough, they can take a look at it and they're like, hey, that's generation, you know, 2B or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or not 2B. But the. Um, Horrible. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I am aware of that. And I'm just, right now, I'm just trying to get a whole bunch of different play sets. So, I don't know why. What I about signed cards? And those are hard to get. Were you, were you always a signed card collector or has this been kind of a. More um, recent not until I moved to Chicago, no. And then just kind of got swept up in, oh, everybody else is doing it. It's kind of like the next level of collecting, right? Because then once you get the cards, you can actually do, an, it's like you can get another collection. Of yeah, there's, there's different paths you can go down as a collector. You know, do you want to go wide and just have a whole bunch of different stuff so you can build a ton of different stuff? Mm -hmm. Do you want to focus on one deck and really just making a super baller, maybe alphas or betas or whatever? Are you really into you know, getting altered cards or signed cards or Lauren, you like the white bordered cards, you know, and, and customizing them that way. Some people do their own alters. Some people, you know, send them all out mm -hmm. or whatever. But yeah, there's a lot of different paths you can go down. Some people combine some of those paths. You look at Jaco's cards. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> altered then, by alterists and then also signed by the original artist if possible. And, yeah. yeah, I prefer to call those marked. Yeah, those are marked cards. Yeah, and then there's the, like, always deck checking. Alpha cutting your revised, <laughs> <laughs> your revised duels like yeah, Cam the like Madman, or like you'll have one one beta cut corner and three alpha cut corners. <laughs> this is not not turning it legal. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, aesthetic pleasure. It's yeah. in the it's in the eye of the beholder. I'm yeah. sure there's plenty of snobs who would never want their cards signed, but. I think uh, I think it's just another thing to pursue. Right, and there's, there's something to be said for the people that just collect like gem mint or near mint or whatever versions of their whole deck, and they have just a really nice crispy OG 
alpha, beta, whatever. You know, it's just what turns them on. Yeah, well, we we talked about this a little bit. Where like, like like the quest for the lotus. Yeah. You know, once you have it, you kind of have the the most desirable piece of a magic collection. And there's something kind of hollow to that feeling. You know, what what once once you get anything, once once you actually have the thing, you're not looking for it anymore. Yeah. But yeah. if you're a signature collector, you can say, well, okay, mm-hmm. I can always get the signature on top of it too. Yeah. So. And that actually makes sense of something that, so I've seen a lot of old school players, they'll get a collector's edition power set. And then it seems like they instantly want to get unlimited. Mm-hmm. And I have never really gotten that because it's like, you can play the cards, you know, yeah. unless you're trying to do a, a like a wizard's sanctioned tournament. Yeah. Like, why would you upgrade? And I think it's that, like once they get the full power, they're like, oh, my life's meaningless now. <laughs> it's more it's about the, the chase than yeah. it is the actual item. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that I, I fell into that trap too. Where it's I finished the C power nine set. It's like, oh well, I guess I'll just start on the next mountain. <laughs> Through mm-hmm. climbing. And then you get there and it's like, okay, no, I'll just get them all signed. I know there's a, there's there's I'll always foil alpha crimped. <laughs> yeah. It's always another mountain. Right. There is that there's like always that feeling of restlessness in in the collector. It, We'll put a pin in this and come back to it when we get to the ball. But I picked right. Jason Schwartz's brain for a while, like an hour over a couple of conversations about his, um, you know, what turns him on as an alpha miscut misprint collector. It's pretty cool. Yeah. He's got some. He's the baller of, of all yeah. ballers. But I just wanted to pick, like, what turns you on as such a, because that's like the holiest of holies, like the hardest stuff to find. Right. Could it, could it, could it be that? It's the absolute rarest. But, you know, it's, are they. It's the chase, I bet. Right, because because there's definitely a difference between a card that is crimped or miscut and something that is minty. One one is not very aesthetically pleasing, right? So one a, a card that is mis standardly right pleasing, right? Exactly. You know, there's there's something novel in it, but you know, is it? It's it's not the platonic form, yeah. the platonic ideal form of whatever it is. Yeah. It's it's desirable because it's unlike the uh the ideal yeah so that that is that definitely takes a a unique mind to be interested in that as opposed to that perfectly 9.5 you know beta whatever it is that people look for even even me who is like you know i think pretty much totally cooled off buying i still get that feeling you know it never it never goes away from anyone who collects but anyway, um, the player's ball is behind us. Can't believe it's actually been three years of, of doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, for us, actually, you and me, it feels like it started on Wednesday. It was. It was a full weekend. It, it, it really was a full, it really, and I, I felt by the end of it, like, so satisfied, but also exhausted. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I was. On Monday? I, oh my god! I was just drained. Yeah. Like that's like that Sunday night when everyone had finally everyone was on their last flight back home. Yeah. You know, I remember like being in my room by myself and just being like, "Okay, wow, that was it." Yeah. And then it took pretty much one day of rest, and then I was like, "No, looks like I'm booking a plane ticket to Boston." <laughs> yeah, you're going. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Excellent. I'm going. I'm rooming. I'm rooming with Danny. I'm actually going to go Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's, that's what I did last year. Had yeah. a really good time. Boston's a really great city. 
easy to get around, lots to see. And you, you've not been, right? No, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Right. I figure you're I gonna, think you're, you're enjoy it. Yeah, if, if you're going to take the time, you might as well. And Danny, like, it, it's the case with all of these things, you, all of these huge events, like you never get time to see everybody for as long as, as you'd like. But is, is men just going to be back there? Um, or do they have somebody else, or? I actually don't know. Oh, if he's going to be there, I'll send some cards with you. To get oh yeah, I'd be happy to. Actually, I think Wackdos is going to be there. Oh, so bring your. I'm going to send a lot of cards. Bring your Pendlehavens and bring yes. your um, Anguses. Ooh, my Angus. Oh shit! Bring bring your Angus, my dang. He's got a few other cool ones too. Yeah, I'm going to take advantage of that. Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd be, I'd be happy to mule those cards. I'm sure you'll get them all Need back sense. safe and sound. Um, but you know, this this year now that. And, I, and I, I've, I've kind of said this type of thing before, but as old school grows and these tournaments that started as inaugural events become yearly events, the, um, it becomes a deeper experience. The people are, are friends instead of acquaintances yeah. and you're catching up with people's lives instead of small talking about yeah. the about the little stuff. And I think that's why it was so exhausting because there was just such a dearth of information to process, yeah. you know? It was it was amazing. I remember being at the front door with Mullen checking people in and I pretty much everyone except 10 people I named for, first and last. Wow. I I gave him I gave him everybody's name as they as they were walking in. Wow. That's tremendous. Yeah. I was like it, and I, I I didn't even spend time thinking about it, you know. I felt the same way. I think uh, I think it's a community now. It's growing. Yeah. The community's yeah. growing and growing in you know both uh, facing in, internally facing and externally facing. There's uh, just more enriched connection, and I think that really shown through on Fridays activities. Which mm -hmm. were far more um, friend, more friendship, right? Just based on the yeah, it was just a meet and greet, right? So to to so to set the scene, and we mentioned this in the previous podcast, but Friday was was a meetup at the at the Donerman, kind of our regular haunt, uh, the definitely the bar that we use most for for tournaments and larger gatherings in Chicago, and it was a we pretty much entirely took over this bar. Yeah. There, there, maybe, there was one point where every single person except for staff was a magic was player. Was a magic player. Yeah. It was absolutely absurd. And I think there were some, there was a little bit of intermingling, but I think we just got them, got rid of them all. Honestly, <laughs> there were the people that came in, to, like, did a lap and were like, all right. Yeah, like, I, I, I saw I that. Like, There's other places on the street. Yeah, like, yeah I saw good. that too. <laughs> but the place was packed. It was. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm sure those bartenders got paid. Yeah, yeah we were, were very uh, hospitable group yeah the, the the thing i was worried about was that there wouldn't be enough table space but with between people coming in early or people coming in later and then people getting up to get food or to get a drink it, I, it seemed as if and correct me if i'm wrong but it seemed as if anybody that wanted to play didn't have to wait for a table there was just enough churn just enough it was uh -huh. like an open house you know it, yeah. it, there was a ebb and flow to the yeah, crowd yeah. and everything yeah. Yeah. people signing cards or just yeah. hanging out yeah. or yeah Going yeah, up to the bar and the inevitable like that. smokers lounge out front. Oh, absolutely! Led by our Nashville boys, <laughs> they always seem to be holding court out there. Like always boys. holding court, smoking, and, and pontificating on the nature of reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. get deep. A, a question, Bob. So, I, I want to pick your brain on this, but from from your experiences organizing 
the Saturday events, do you do you find that there's a lot of people just vying for your attention? No, I or, think like when you get to game day, is everything just kind of laid out and just rolls out according to? A plan? It's a matter of just executing the plan. Yeah, uh, I think practice has made that process easier sure. and more streamlined. Yeah. Uh, so you know, setup was quicker. Uh, you know, but you gotta you gotta stick with the best practices yeah. that that we've sort of. Uh, you know, came to came into place in, in sure. all this time, and you know, I helped out with Eternal Weekend last year with Jayco. That's two hundred people, so that you know helps with the scale of things. In that, this is only you know, this was one hundred and three players at the end of it, yeah. uh, so that made it easier. And then you know, once the tournament's off and running, it's just yeah. as you would expect. You right. know, everybody does their role, you know, and and keeping it on the tracks mm. is is rather easy now. Uh, the only thing that was sort of different this year is uh, we've, we were very, we outgrew that space as the tournament went on and people sort of paired yeah. off and oh, would yeah. take their decks and go play yeah. near the bar or, you know, just make, make a little home for themselves somewhere else. So running them down with match slips was uh, damn near impossible. Yeah. Anybody that wasn't at the right table. Mm. So uh, uh, had a long day with that. And then at round eight, I was just like, you know what? They can come up here. The pairings are up. Yeah. Uh, I am checking out uh, to an extent. <laughs> and I'm, I'm dropping all, I drew, dropped all the pairings matches for anybody that wasn't where they're supposed to be by the computer. I'm like, you know, we'll, we'll figure this out at the end sure. of the round. And sure enough, all, all the reporting except for one match made its way into the computer so mm -hmm. i think we got to be satisfied with that but yeah uh, and it was not not very consequential down at like table 45 or something so uh but all in all i think it was a smashing success we've never raised more money we had different revenue streams this year for the charity which i think was uh really key to um leveraging everybody's enthusiasm we had Dude, people fucking love raffles that people was such love a good raffles. idea people love raffles <laughs> yeah, so brilliant. jaco jaco's like hey let's do a raffle we, uh, you know we did one on eternal weekend we raised they had the same prize grand prize which was a ce chaos orb yeah. that was generously donated by jason schwartz at the last event uh in it when, with 200 people we raised 900 dollars at eternal weekend and we're like wow that's great yeah. right great money going right to the uh the synagogue uh that had right. just gone through that tragedy that year. Yeah. And then fast forward to this year, we have 103 players, and we raised $1,395 yeah. with our raffle. From the raffle the same alone. exact prize. Yeah. From the raffle alone. Just that on the day of, I was hustling, I was shaking down literally everybody <laughs> with uh, one for five or five for 20 uh, uh, tickets. So everybody... You know, was very generous. One dude bought a hundred dollars worth of tickets, wow. which was incredible. Uh, so we had a lot of a lot of prizes. So I think a lot of people got to walk out with something, and that was that was incredible. And then we had the play mats, which was another revenue stream. And uh, we printed printed a hundred play mats. Eight went to the top eight as as prize support, and then out of the ninety two that were for sale, we were left with twenty at the end of the, the weekend oh, amazing. which is fantastic and we're gonna we're gonna sell those online i know some of the europeans want to get their hands on on some of those they don't want to make a airplane trip over but they want to play that i guess which is fine so 
Uh, yeah, and that is... <laughs> little, not, little Barb not, from Bob. Hey, hey, well, you know, they, right. they talk a big game, and there's a lot of Americans going to NoobCon, but I don't see any Europeans coming out for our big stuff. That's but. true. What's, what's the easiest to get a visa in America these days? I suppose, yeah, Trump's America and all that. So it's it, we raised $1,440 in playmats thus far. So, yeah. uh, you know, and that that's only going to grow. <clears throat> and then all the entry... Uh, we you know we sold 110 tickets, but 103 players showed up. Cool. So all in all, it was forty five hundred and fifty six dollars and sixty one cents after our expenses. So that was uh, really something. So That's so sweet. I really appreciate how everybody was uh, so giving, so supportive of our charity, Pause Chicago, who does amazing work. You guys all know Pause mm-hmm. and their great reputation around town and the great work they do. So. There's lots of animals that are going to be losing their uh, testicles as a result of the Lords of the Pets so, <laughs> and the old school community. So they're, they're going to be getting bald by having their balls removed. Speaking of nutless beasts, <laughs> why don't uh, why don't we get down to um, to some of the nuts and bolts, the game the games that were played, the unsavory decks and the and the savory. This this year, I feel like at the ball, there were. Some insanely spicy lists. Yeah, it's a who's who of deck builders at this yeah. event, and I'm gonna, pull, I'm gonna pull some up. So buy me a little time. Bob. They they never seem to, uh, you know. They never seem to be playing the the most optimal. Uh, there was one year we didn't have any players on the deck. There was this year we didn't have anybody playing blue red. I know there's always like a malign, <laughs> there's like always like one maligned, yeah. like good deck. Yeah. And then when like everyone's ire is focused on the deck, that's when the, when the sweat hogs like slowly creep and they play yeah. their workshops, they play their ATOG. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, it's universal derision against ATOG. Right, and then more. the deck players, they dust <laughs> yeah. off the game yeah. day tones. They yeah. say, oh, hey, Mr. you know, this, Slack isn't, is, uh, this isn't so bad. Worms his way back. Even, yeah. even Slack, he's like, yeah, yeah. The I'm deck that's due again. to make a comeback is straight up rug. The Rug. Uh, Kurt Apes, Flying Man, Pixies, Ernie's, Burn, Blue yeah. stuff. Ernums, or uh, uh, Serendips. Dib- oh yeah, obviously, Dibos, yeah. yeah. That that deck is due to make a return, I think. Yeah, I think you can play um, an absurd amount of Burn in that deck yeah. with the Eight Bolts and the and the Side Blast. I mean, I, playing- d- I dinked oh, around yeah. with a Jund Zoo and with a Bug Zoo, and the, nothing just beats Rug Zoo. They're just like they pale in comparison to the power of that deck. And there's a way to there's ways to build the deck. I think that make it so that you don't completely concede to City in a Bottle. I mean, well, you, you can you play around City even with, but you can you can adjust the creature. Like I feel like you could just play, um, Curd Apes and uh, Serendibs. And probably some cities. You don't need, yeah. The Ernie's aren't, and those and those are your, yeah, exactly. You kind of play a couple Darylors. I've seen a bunch of people do that at Players Ball. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Darylor is some technology. It's got, it definitely has legs for sure. I mean, there was, there were some absolutely insane decks, and honestly, I mean, one of the biggest pieces of news was Aaron West, back to back, Players Ball champion with the same deck. 
Was it the exact same list? That part I don't remember. Pretty shell. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it may have differed by five okay. cards or so. Seven, you know, sideboard adjustments. Yeah, I, I can't say for sure, but but what an achievement! I don't know of any recent occurrence in old school where someone's gone back to back in such a major event. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. He, um, I mean, it's it's a lot of good cards in that deck. Lions, divs, bolts, but he has a very deep philosophy on Shahrazad and how that and how that card works and how it's used as a as a tactical tool. He never goes to time. He plays blisteringly fast, and he uses it as this extremely powerful burn spell in a deck where practically all your cards are just redundant direct damage cards. And we've kind of talked about this before, like in old school deck building philosophy. Some of the best strategies are in a, in a format that's defined by crazy variants. Cards that are a bunch of redundant cop yeah. copies of the same effect. That's why Atog is strong. Right. It's why Atog is strong, and it's why yeah, Serendip and Lightning Bolt is strong because Serendip is essentially a lightning bolt on a on a stick. It's not really a, a yeah. tactical piece because you can't block with it. Really, you shouldn't be. No. Um, but obviously, tons of absolutely insane decks. I'm just scrolling down through things. Did you guys see Dom's uh, Stasis deck? It was Bant? It's, um, it was, yeah, it was like blue, it was kind of rug. It was like rug Stasis oh, rug. with four Black Vice and um, Stormseeker. And it was, he describes it as like an aggro version of Stasis. He's got, he's got fireballs and lightning bolts and a lot more direct damage. And he's instead of using stasis to to set up this kind of eventual lock or recur a bunch of time walks and card draw, uh -huh. um, it's destabilizing your opponent long enough so that you can blast them with a storm seeker, yeah, and kill them with a bunch of direct damage. Mm. I think it's a really interesting uh, uh, adaptation of the card stasis and sort of just goes to show how. Interesting Dom's mind works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's an you know, he's he's an OG American old schooler. It's you know? It's interesting to see Black Vice in a prison deck where you can't just cast into it with stasis, you're not gonna be able to you're gonna have all these tapped lands, so uh, it's just a really nice way to to leverage Black Vice. <coughs> So the idea there is slowing you down with the stasis, and then he's just hitting his land drops to drop a big storm seeker and then fireball. Yeah, because he needs the stasis obviously to go away and do the fireball. Mm -hmm. So it it does have it does have howling minds, and while you got stasis, howling mind in play, your opponent's hand is filling up. Yeah. Um, you know, you you use time vault time vault in conjunction with black vice to get that sudden burst of damage. And he did pretty well with it, and Stasis is a really fucking hard card to actually do well with. But, like, you scroll down this list, and it's just insane. Eureka, Five Color Stormseeker, Burn, Goblins. I mean, it's just an absolute treat. Even these, like, Power Monolith decks are insane, yeah. where Steve McGrew is killing you with Stream of Life, yeah, I lost you know? I that one. Instead of Fire as well. I also lost Damn, McGrew. He's also he also did the thing that I was talking about, which is by playing a single copy of Eureka in his Power Monolith deck. Yeah. 
Because once you um, put together the combo as part of the re resolution of Eureka, there's no chance for your opponent to disenchant it. Yeah. The enchantment is on the artifact. You already have yeah. infinite mana by the time they're able to uh, gain Over priority. It. Yeah, you can you can just respond to whatever they do. I mean, there's like juxtapose. I Chris Pepin from um, the Deep Spawners play got eleventh place by playing juxtapose oh and primordial. That was so amazing. It's, it's insane. Just, I sat next to him and went around. That was just so uh, fun to watch. Back to uh, McGrew real quick. Game, he beat me in two, but in the second game, I, I, I think it was the second game, it was closer. And um, he just did that like mid-game stream of life for like seven or eight. And I was just beating him down with like mm, an Urnum and a Pixie. And he was going to be dead. And he just... I bought him like two or three turns and he got the infinite combo there. After. Wow. How about yeah. that? Now, the deck that is nearest and dearest to my heart from this event is our boy Bills. Did Yo, you guys see this the deck? Hercules deck? The Hercules Recall deck? Yes. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rattle rattle this off real quick. Four black vices, four Hercules, four fireballs. Good place to start. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. That's the core. The core, that's the core. Three discs. Three mana vaults, um, a transmute, a mirror, and a ton of restricted cards. Yeah. Everything else that you'd expect. Yeah. Recall, the draw sevens. He's got channel in there too, geyser. And so this deck is absolutely absurd. I didn't play against him, but I think I play, played against a prototype okay. version of this deck. And so Hercules Recall, in the strategy is either generating you a ton of mana in conjunction with Mana Vault, or it's dealing an immense amount of damage to your opponent mm -hmm. by bouncing all the artifacts in their hand and playing Black Vice. And so this is just a total... It's honestly kind of a similar take to, to Dom's deck, where it's this, like, Vice combo mm -hmm. thing. It's not like a like a nickel and dime kind of chip strategy. Different ways to fill your opponent's hand. Right, right, it is. So, I, you know, with Stasis, it's kind of this like incremental thing, but with this deck, obviously a lot more, a lot flashier, is yeah. using the combo of Hercules plus Nev's disc. Yeah, that's sick, to which, reuse, reuse the disc. To, to, to reuse the disc iteratively, yeah. which is also a really, really powerful effect. Because the disc doesn't sack. It, the you tap it to destroy everything, then you Hercules everything back to your hand. With the activation on the stack. With the activation exactly. on the stack, mm -hmm. yeah. And I've seen that tech get a little use in like a Troll Disco deck, but taking it to the extreme like Bill did is just so awesome. Yeah. Do we know how he did? He did he, well. He was he was doing well. Um, I could look that up. It's in a different section from all of the... Um, from all of the deck pictures. We're going to get Bill on here um, at some point soonish too because I want to pick his brain, maybe not specifically about this deck, but just combos in general because he's kind of our one of our known and he's, combo brewers. He's one of the newest lords. Yeah, why don't we talk about that? Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to move on from that, yeah, Bill's like one of my favorite deck builders. Um, but, so, yeah, let's talk about this. The mo The most, like... I don't know. How do you describe it? Wholesome. It was <laughs> my favorite part of the moment day. of the of the of the entire day. It was so my like, part so set the, the set the background, Carter. Okay. So every every year we do, of course, a huge picture. Revolution Brewery has this colossal 
like almost intimidating American flag yeah. in the back of the brewery. And we all, um, all a hundred of us who participate in the tournament, take a, take a photo in front of it for posterity. And then after that happens, all the Lords take a badass photo representing the most powerful magic club in the world. So fearsome, um, <laughs> the most terrifying old school crew. Yeah. No, to man. And everybody knows that. And when we're gathering everybody, some of our prospect, prospect lords that we call thralls um, started, to, started to gather and Shane <laughs> kind of punking um, uh, Ian and David a little bit said, hey guys, it's just the, it's just the lords only for, for this photo. It's all, it, or you know, he said like, it's only, it's only patches, only patches. It's people that have their cut. <laughs> only, people who, only people who have their cut. And you can kind of see both of them just... You know, it's so mean. A little. That's insidious. <laughs> just, just, a, just a little crestfallen. You know, like wanted, wanted to be there, and and it's a damn shame that they couldn't. So, every, so everybody, everybody gathered. Everyone's, you know, flipping around. They're they're showing off their badass back pay, patches. Everybody's fucking snarling. Or thrift store jean vests. Right. And and Shane says, "All right, well, before we take this photo." <laughs> There's um, a couple dudes not in the photo. We have to have to go get the last couple dudes. And everyone's like, what? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he busts out a patch and walks over to Bill, who's, like, just completely aloof, looking around. And then uh, then the crowd goes wild. All the lords start yeah. clapping. Yeah, he, re- he walks out into the massive crowd of people who are all watching this photo take place and hands four people their back patches, you know, cementing them as the, the most newly minted members of the Lords of the Pit. And then they all, you know, rush rush the rush the stage, so to speak, take the picture with us. And it was just like just to see that happen, that initiation in front of so many people just made it so real, yeah. you know, and, and legitimized. Yeah. And that was something in general about this year where the clubs, now that They've been around for a little longer, and every maybe everyone's had like an inaugural event or something. It all it just all felt more real. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely different from like me slipping Danny a ten dollar bill at Maria's. Oh, that's how I did it. My patch. That's how I did. I mean, Danny probably charged me twenty. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It but was, it was it was cool. It was cool. That that was something that I that I uh, always wanted. You know, for uh, not necessarily for myself, but to watch like some sort of initiation, you know, mm-hmm, some yeah. sort of you recite the code or it's just, mm-hmm. you know, under the surveillance of a bunch of people. So it's it's legitimized. And I felt like that moment is the most legitimized anyone has been sworn into the Lords. So definitely, definitely a precedent going forward, like how the players ball is a time when yeah. new Lords are, are minted. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome (laughs) it was it was a lot of fun we talked about uh how when in the weekend we should do it we talked about you know who yeah who was who was due the the merits of the new members and things like that Mm -hmm. you know uh you know you got to be very active to be considered uh for a patch and these these four guys really um, hit all the marks, and we, we thought, you know, are we going to be able to do it? Should we be doing at Demon on Friday night? Right. Which is a little more... Uh, Th- that would have been cool, too, chill, but not everybody could be there that night. Bill couldn't make it. Yeah, so, so that's, that's why we did Saturday. Which was good, which was good, because I think it was going to be more of a... Yeah. 
a bigger deal, I yeah, think, to it do was. it at the ball. And I think the timing with the photo just fell into place like yeah. with a really good format. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and hey, it's a good, you're right, it's a good sort of annual maybe marker where we'll, we'll have it be at the ball. Like, you got to be at the ball, first of all, but then, you know, that's where um, the new initiation would happen. It was fun. It yeah, was this is fun, fun right? Yeah. This is the most fun way to do it that I could think of. Yeah. So that that's great. And and congrats to them. Very, very well deserved. So that's Ian, David, Bill, and Andy. And Andy. And Andy. Who uh, we all welcome. Yeah. yeah. All super great dudes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And very, very uh, invested in the community, invested in deck building, you know, uh, Ian and David, for example, uh, really latched on in middle school, too, mm-hmm. and have, you know, just very uh, dynamic ways to think about uh, decks and, and the game. And, it and was, Andy, too. He's won yeah, one or two. Yeah, Andy, Andy, Andy yeah. too. Andy, too. He did. He won it with the, with the Rock. And yeah. Bill has been around for uh, on, on the fringes for a few years now. So, you know. It all sort of rolls together into the package. Oh, totally. Yeah, anyone anyone who's around will get patched. Out. I'm also really thankful that Bill plays old school EDH yes. with our small cadre of madmen. Yeah, it's been sad. a while since we met up, so I've been kind of fiending for that. But yeah, um, yeah. Maybe come this winter, we'll get that train rolling. Oh yeah, that's a good time for it. some, you know, remote place somewhere with, yeah. the, with the wind howling outside. Mm-hmm. What about um, the actual tournament itself? Anything remarkable? I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it, but like I didn't have a lot of st- stunning games of Magic. No, I had man, I had some great games. Yeah, I did too. I so I just played Pink Aggro, and uh, which I had so uh, such a better time uh, playing Pink Aggro than the year before, where I played Jeskai Prison. Uh-huh. Eight rounds is totally dual with an aggro yeah, deck yeah. for me. Oh, uh, yeah. For a prison deck, it's miserable. But oh, dude, I played. I, so yeah. oh, God. I had eight out of eight great op- opponents. They were all nice mm-hmm. people. Nobody got salty. It was very friendly. There mm-hmm. were some really intense matches. There were some complete blowouts. But, yeah, I had a fantastic day. That's sweet. I ended up, so I played a zillion games against Sanders <laughs> and the Singer Vampire Arena technology. <laughs> And of course, we get matched at the ball. You know, I know exactly what he's on. He knows exactly what I'm on. I beat him in three, of course. But, uh, <laughs> Wait, why of course? But the funny part is, <laughs> so in game, I forget if it was game two or three, but he, um, I had two hippies out. because I, And I, I can get into this a little bit more if, if we go down that road, but I almost always cited out the Jizams and brought in the hippies mm-hmm. just because Jizam... Even though he's near and dear to my heart, he's just not good. Other than maybe as of one of. But uh, so the hippies would come in. I'm, I'm beating on Sanders with these two hippies. He's in, he ends up sp- spirit linking both of them. But I, I could still attack with him and take his damn cards. I de- you know, I deal zero damage, right? Or yeah. two, then he gains back two. He's probably said like spirit link is just way better than swords. Like, yeah, but there's, they, there's, they no, there's no contest. So I'm still taking cards from him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up getting him there. But um, what I wasn't... What I don't understand is why he had four karma in the sideboard. I want to pick his brain on that. Every land he had was al- almost every land he had was a swamp. A couple of plains, a couple of city of brass. Mm-hmm. So he has was, a. What was the. And he's not here to defend himself. I, I just couldn't figure out what was going on there. He why has he a twisted mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Does he spirit link? 
Throw Spirit Link on a Black Knight. Yeah, <laughs> they'll never get ahead. Um, and then he 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 tried to like Sanger out of turn or a uh, ritual out of turn two Sanger, and I power sank it. That was a nasty two for one. <laughs> yeah, and then followed up with like a Serenade Freed or something. Yeah. That's good stuff. So, yeah, yeah I, I had tremendous opponents. I, some some people who I hadn't played before, some um, some pals from, from out of town. It might have just been the nature of the deck that I was playing, which was this, this combo deck, but it was either I got completely shit on or I drew, you know, 69 restricted cards and won really handily. That I, I had, you know, maybe three or four games that were, like, Squeakers. Well, it's like it's just it's about sequencing. Yeah, that's kind of the random element. I think I feel like I because I because I've played this deck a lot and I've played a lot of close intense games, so I feel like I just kind of got a weird side of, uh, of variance that day. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously a good time, but you know we've all played a lot of old school, and you know those like really good games. Yeah. You know, like like you remember <clears throat> them. And I and I, I did I didn't have any of those this year. And maybe that's just because I'm I'm especially, you know, discerning about that sort of thing. But I mean, honestly, the, the people are great. And and really the the t my takeaway from this whole thing is that the actual games were not really that important to me. The 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 reason why Friday was so fun is cuz it's like the peak of excitement and yeah. anticipation before the event. Yeah, right. And everything leading up even like going to breakfast that morning is like so exciting. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of do your own thing once the tournament rolls around. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, feel that way too. Yeah. As for my games, I played Eureka and I chewed up the mid range or the like controlly matchups, but I didn't I didn't uh, really hedge my bet against the weenie decks, which yeah. I ran into quite a bit. I did beat one I beat uh, Butson on Green Weenie, but other than that I lost against uh, you know, Mono Black, I lost against uh, goblins and uh, there was and some other one in there, but I, I, you know, that was a deck construction problem. I should have built. I should have put two mirror universes in the board, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But uh, that being said, there were some really great games in there, but there were also some absolute dogs. <laughs> I ran into McGrew, and I was playing Eureka, so he was just fine. Do we all get beat so. by McGrew? We did. Yeah. Oh, did, did you play him? That's the no, worst. I played. I played Shane, who was on a similar deck, and I beat Shane in two, which we had infinite played. Alabaster. We had, yeah, Infinite Alabaster. We had played a bunch of games before, and it was actually, it seems like I was favored, but it was sort of a, uh, you know, 60-40 matchup or something, okay. but I just blew him out. He had some bad draws. I think maybe I stripped some of his. Was he salty? Land. Was he? No, I, I think he. I think. <laughs> oh, you wanted to hear I'll him say yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to hear that because when we were testing at the south side, I blew him out with some strip mines. And like he just scooped his cards and like went down the table. And, like, he didn't even say. <laughs> like, no acknowledgement. Oh yeah, he was just like he got. You know, it's hard. People can't see this, but he just grabbed his stuff and got it and walked away. You know what? You know I what? Think I, I think I dropped a good ball. In there. <laughs> just, just sort of whispered in his direction as. He <laughs> I mean, you know what? Shane Sevens, uh, he doesn't like to get strip mined. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's because he likes to play on the razor's edge. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, um, so, speaking of getting balled, Bob, how come you didn't mention balling me with that turn one city in a bottle? Oh, well, there was that. <laughs> I had, yeah, some oh, yeah. I had 17 well, cards from Arabians in my main. Yeah. And you played the only city in a bottle I saw all day. Wow. Game one. 
Turn two. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> That's a big brain bob move. Yeah. Well, oh, play this permanent wow, that wow, makes wow. it so that I you mean, can't do anything. Was it really any different than our our games in practice leading up to no. it? I think I, <laughs> yeah, in, in I, testing you won I, like eight or nine out of exactly. Ten. So yeah. it went as I and you're one of the mid range decks I just yeah, chewed yeah, through yeah. like yeah. some. Well, game two was awesome because I think there were two or right. three time twisters in that game. Yeah, it was bonkers. Ooh. That's that I was did two, and I think you did one. Or yeah. maybe it was two in a wheel. Yes. I did two twisters and then there was another. Like it was and there was a giant balance because yes. I played two hippos. You had um control magic, both of the hippos. Right. And then you had two or three birds. Oh, and that was that was let's let's talk about that because that was a play. So he he plays a hippie, I play control magic. It's like, okay, okay. great. So then he plays another hippie and uh uh Go to my turn. I'm getting ready to attack. I'll, oh, I'll play this other control magic yeah. and take that other hippie, and I'll and I'll take a card from you. Yeah. But you know, it all it all it all did pay off for you when you like five for one to me. Yeah, with enormous balance. balance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a it was a fun matchup. Yeah, uh, it didn't last very long. Well, but. because at the end of the day, once you hit a Eureka, your dudes are just bigger. Like I have a four <clears> five Urnum Jin, you have a five five, you know, Shiva Dragon. Yeah. So it's just. Yeah, no, I mean, that's how it goes. I mean, you, but it was so often I was not able to get to four, you know, mana. Or, or I had a lot of uh, mulligans in the in the tournament, which I didn't really, I was drawing hot, like in the in the practice and in the, in the deck building of it all. Uh, and then I get in the, the tournament and you, you go down to five cards and you either have not enough mana not enough Eurekas or not enough fatties to dish right, out. So right. it was a it's a delicate balance with that deck. And uh, you know, maybe maybe that's a deck in old school you want to be on the draw. I, you know, just realizing that now. That's I don't know. Funny. But yeah. uh, still a really fun deck and I, I went with a very permanent based uh, view of, of things. I was you know, rather than uh, a spell that you would, you know, uh, maybe a very high costed spell. I would play something comparable that's permanent just to drop out and get value out with the uh, Eurekas themselves. Well, control Magic is so awesome with Eureka. Yeah, Control Magic was I great. Icy Manipulator was fantastic yeah, all day true. long. JMD Tomes were, were uh, exceptional. So cool. just trying to do, getting getting value out of permanence. Hey, even if it costs four mana, you know, just dropping you know two, two four mana permanents out for, for the cost of two green green was was getting me ahead pretty quickly well speaking of being on the draw in retrospect i had a couple of games that went sideways from me basically from the get-go where i would have like library in my opening hand and i could have gone down two paths i could have like bum rushed out a quick creature or i could play the library and either build up to it or just work it right away if i'm on the draw and almost every time i uh, fell to the allure of the cards yeah. where I should have been using it maybe to get one extra card and then boom, snap off, mm. you know, land Mox Mox Serenity the Free or something. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like just timeless question. When did yeah. get off library? Um, and yeah. it almost always backfired on me where I, I was just trying to see that extra card or two and I missed a little window mm. to, to maybe yeah. get something out there. Do you play library in your pink or not? No. Uh, you have I, though, right? I, yeah, in the uh, Relic War events okay. because there's only yeah, one that's strip. Right. That's right. And it won me some games for sure in that sure. event. Uh, I maybe should have been playing it, but I was really greedy with my peak deck. You used uh, wheel in that too? I took wheel out, which maybe was a mistake, okay. but I basically... Typically, you just want 
uh, for wheel, you're just looking for a burn spell. Yeah. So I actually ran another copy of Fireball to replace it. Sure. Like Fireball is great mid game. Yeah. Wheel, it's less likely that you're gonna have your opponent drawing a card that might. Yeah. They're gonna give them an answer for your two dudes or something. Yeah. And I also played four strip for Mistress Factory, which if you know the mana base on yeah. pink is uh, is very greedy. So having one more colorless land on top of that yeah. just seemed impossible. But well, it's a great card. It's like it's a turn one win. It, it's so off right unless you don't get off the. The, uh, but at the least train, yeah. You know? Yeah, I I handed it. Speaking of fireball, I had um, Derek was playing mono green and he had me dead on board <clears throat> in game three, past the turn. If I don't kill him on this turn, I'm dead. He's at like I don't know, we'll say six or seven life, something like that. And uh, I fireball in my bin enough mana. I'd kind of flooded out a little bit, and uh, my one of my probably only two outs in the deck was a recall. Top deck the recall, go get the fireball back, bash with a, a serendip to get him in the fireball range, take care of business. Yeah. It's also very good against uh, weenie decks. If you're on four mana, then you can hit two one toughness creatures. Yeah. The crazy thing though I did that is a that couple times. I, I only played against like one what I would call aggro deck all day. It was like combo and prison and yeah. uh, workshops. It was a super weird series of pairings that yeah. I just like wasn't expecting. I saw a white weenie. I saw basically two white weenies um, and a green, a mono green, Sanders mid range madness. <laughs> yeah, black white with uh, four. I didn't run into any prisoner me. control. It was all combo right, or aggro. Yeah. yeah, my deck was designed to like prey on other aggro decks and beat them in the main and even worse in the sideboard. And I ended up, I was not as prepared for workshops and that really hurt me. And then I also played that uh, Bower Socks on. Uh, Titania's prison and just got work. I think he had really good draws, but geez, he got there. Yeah, he has been tuning that deck for two years now. It's a cool yeah. deck, so. Yeah, it is cool. And it's gorgeous if you ever get a chance to see it. He's also super lucky as well. <laughs> of course. Um, so, speaking of the player's ball being a, um, you know, being the, the end, of a, end of a chapter or a time when things are reevaluated. Mm. Our benevolent lord and master, Jason Jaco. Not so benevolent. <laughs> our, actually, if I can describe him as our tyrannical overlord, <laughs> Jason Jaco, has, uh, has, for the first time, made a, um, an adjustment. For the first time in forever, I guess. I don't want to get fact-checked by some dork. Um, made a change to the uh, restricted list to, um, to old school. To, so he he made a change to 93-94, unrestricted Mazavith, uh, I think two years after they did it in Sweden, and uh, also decided to restrict Demonic Consultation for uh, Old School 95. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll, just, we'll just tackle these two topics one at a time. Um, let's just begin at Demonic Consultation because I think that one's a little bit more obvious. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a little bit before, uh, but the you know the most powerful strategy in '95 seems to be this Reanimator deck. I mean, there's still lots more time to tinker and and see what what works, but there's a there's a couple things that made that deck so powerful. One, you don't really get a lot of effective graveyard hate in the format, so you kind of get to go to town. Yep. Yeah, um, you have to run such as. This being the best deck that you are basically obligated to run for Tormod 
crypts in the sideboard. Yeah, and honestly, crypt isn't even that good. Crypt no. is pretty much just a counter spell for one reanimate. That's right. Enchantment. Um, uh, and when you when you combine four copies of demonic consultation, you can pretty much always find the the bizarre the the, the, the missing piece. Or, you know, yeah. the bizarre or the reanimation target or the reanimation creature. It 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 was whatever you needed at any time because you could, you should pretty much only consult for four ofs in your deck. Of course. Mm -hmm. And so this is this is a combo deck that played, you know, of course, many copies of yep. each each effect. You know, you need the you need the bizarre, you need the reanimation spell, and you need the fatty. And it was just the, the missing link between all of them. I mean Moss, you can probably speak to this the best. Having played that, having abused this, I didn't run four DC news. in my list last year. I ran three DC, so I'm only really losing out on two. But I gain, but I'm gaining the London Mulligan, so I can mold a five, see twenty one cards, and I'm looking for one card out of my sixty. I got mm -hmm. twenty one tries to find it. Yeah, I think Reanimator is probably still the strongest. Deck. It is, and I hate I. I hate to agree with you, Carter, but I. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, man! What the hell? <laughs> when when you first. It's just like bizarre is really the card. You, if you if your goal is to stop reanimator, bizarre is the card to take. It just seems just so shitty to yeah. step on one on the neck of one deck. Well, it's like you want when you it's want, such a cool you want attack. to lower the power. Like if, if the concern is that reanimator is too good, you want to lower the power level. But restricting bizarre, I mean, that would pretty much it that, yeah, it would eliminate for most. That's right. Yeah. Well, you proposed restricting a animation spell. Dan like Dance of the Dead. And oh, I think that might hair. be that might be an eventuality based on how things continue. You know, that that's the second step. Demonic Consultation was the first step towards curbing the menace that is nine to five reanimator. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta let it you gotta let the dust settle and see how things shake yeah, out. Gotta try uh, yeah. I, I I think maybe if you need to continue down that track, you would rest restrict either Animate Dead or Dance of the Dead. That's the same cool. Same card, uh, effectively, but there are eight of them to utilize in the in the deck. Wait, so but wouldn't you just play necromancy if one of them? Because necromancy that's from uh, Mirage. I think. Oh, yeah, okay. not in not in ninety five. I'm not sure if that's in ninety six. Uh, but speaking in terms of ninety five, that's one way to go. That's that's what I would think would be the logical next step if the menace. Perpetuates. Well, the the deck then would play all Hallows probably. Yeah, you could do that, and but it would make it just slow. It, it would be slower. That's yeah. the thing. It would be slower. And it's less turn two. You know, reanimate two seven sevens. Yep. And, and more like okay, well on turn five, I develop this like this massive. Board. And then you balance, but but by then, <laughs> <laughs> but, but by then, uh, uh, you know things have been. Things have been going on in that time. It's not. It's not just you know. Okay, now I'm staring down the face of yeah. these these two giant uh, you know uh, crab monsters that have sure out effectively. I guess so. one of the, the problem I see. Well, I I think it's worth trying out restricted DC, but there's kind of collateral damage in restricting DC, which there are some other cool decks that could make good use of it. Combo decks, um, necro. Like those card, those decks aren't strong enough to really have a key part taken out. Yeah, but if Reanimator wasn't around, a Necro deck would probably be the best deck. Yeah, it would. So be. It's, or yeah. Power Monolith. Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe that's not obvious. I played it one time, and it would need a lot of stewing and brewing. But 
Well, but four DC is, is is a far and away big difference. Than yeah, young. I it's mean the, like, yeah. the Tinder Wall, you know, channel channel deck, the glass cannon deck. It's you know, it's uh, it's not 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 the best play patterns. I would say it it encourages. So it's um, I think I think it's a, it, it's interesting to make the format a bit less of a free for all and kind of try to contain all yeah. the. All the badness and mania. <laughs> the badness. <laughs> um, What's cool? It, that just kind of gets me all fired up because like ninety five is we had these two sets and like the doors are completely blown open. It's like, yeah, and we only play it like once, maybe twice a year. So it's like we're we're talking out of our asses here. We're like, oh well, DC, and then if it doesn't work, maybe this. It's like we don't know. We we're have very small. To the yeah, we all have really very could. small sample sizes. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But and we know Reanimator is the king bee. Yeah. But beyond that, we don't really know anything. That's true. We don't even know necessarily what's great against Reanimator. I mean, people I think in these tournaments have been playing decks that are really bad against Reanimator. Well, if people are playing black Necropotence decks. Then yeah, you're gonna get absolutely destroyed yeah. by a turn one seven seven. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this year I am I'm gunning <laughs> for you. Dude. This sounds like a repeat I, of last year. I am, well well, okay. Should so, we revisit so I'll that? tell the story of last <laughs> year. Yeah, let's take so a a bit of an oversight. So last year I go I go into this tur tournament and I say, okay. <laughs> I can't possibly lose to Reanimator, and I and I face a Reanimator deck in the first round. What were you playing? I was playing Stasis. Okay. Stasis. I'm like, oh my god! I play Stasis. They're they're totally dead. They can only tap their you know Bizarre a couple times, and even if they attack me once with their stupid creature, it's whatever. I'm playing four main deck distant chance. It's going to be so easy. I'm going to absolutely destroy. And then round one, I get paired against Reanimator. Destroy him. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so right. This is perfect. I totally solved everything. And I'm taking people down. I'm taking Necropotence down. I've beat Grant for like the 10,000th time playing like a Naya Zoo deck with like no Ice Age cards in it. Yeah, that's a, it's the only one. Um, and then I fix against Moss. And I realized the terrible error that I made, which is that Dance of the Dead untaps your creature. On the upkeep phase. On the upkeep phase. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Because I think the only b b copies of that card that I played against were Jaco's that are like foreign and scribbled all over, clearly marked. Sure. And he just and, and he would just say like, oh, it's the same as Animate Dead. I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, I guess I trust you. And then I, then I take a peek at an English version yeah. and see that it untaps the creature. And I was like, oh God, I've made such a terrible mistake. So I proceed to get mangled because i have an i have an eight eight deep spawn yeah so he's a seven seven he gets a one one off the dance of the dead i just played lands to untap my dude on upkeep and he's just rambling over here yeah you turns. can pay, you can pay one in the black right to yep. un untap him on upkeep yep. so yeah just after two you know so pretty much every two mana he got he could untap a thing mm -hmm. and and crush me so that did not work but it's um, like a 10 minute round too hey hey man <laughs> <laughs> it was the one tournament win you got against me. It's true. They have been few and far between. Um, but uh, I'm I'm coming. I'm coming this year. Good. It's and it's going to be you know. It's going to be hard and heavy. I know. I know the cards that are good against the strategy. You know, if not for that oversight. I say it's coming, man. Yeah, I, it's uh, coming and it's fun. It is cool. Yeah. I just got a. Uh, I almost said playset, but there was a four issue comic run. Um, and I forget the name of the small imprint, 
of Ice Age comics. This is from 95. And I got uh, uh, that four-issue run. I'm going to scan and upload them to the Arcanium. And nice. just a quick little plug here for anybody listening. On the lordsofpit.com, we have a section where you can go and view or download retro mags, retro MTG mags. So I'm going to upload those for everybody. Hopefully I get them in time. Yeah. At least a couple of them just for, hey, you know, let's get all hyped up on Ice Age shit. Here's, uh, you know, promo material from 1995. Totally. I, we're, we're all super high on Ice Age. Yeah. I mean, it is like, it's definitely a season, like how we described it. And just as a set, it's like insane. So I feel, I feel yeah. really jazzed. And Homelands too. Hey, don't man, leave the, out the animator it's, strategy. I, you can I, get, I oh, you mean brother? You mean mer- you mean Merchant Scroll the set? <laughs> <laughs> I balled, I balled Jacob with a giant Baron singer last year. So That's hopefully it. we can get there. I mean, he beat me in the round, but I won one of the games. Yeah, but a giant Baron he, singer. Yeah, but. you won the the war. Style fest. Yeah. Um, all right. So second order of business, Maze of Ith. Unrestricted. A lot of a lot of fears about this card. Free at last. Free at last. Right. Um, Maze of it. Jaco Jaco would always compare that card to Dismember. This uh, you know essentially a, a colorless Correcting, removal yeah. spot, spell that could go in in any deck. Um, except it gets strip mined. So except it gets. This is Eternal Central rule set. Yeah. There's four strip mines available. That's an interesting comparison. Yeah. There's Armageddon. There's Stone Rain. There's Blood There's Moon. Fissure. There's a million tools. Uh, so I, I, I think this is very positive for the format. I think it's very positive for the health of different um, archetypes. I think control and prison needed a leg up, you know, and. Not and it's not taking away. It's not by subtraction where you're taking away strip lines to to sort of uh, weaken the the speed that aggro has. But I think it's in addition. It's in by addition to adding Mazevith back in as a four up. Who's getting punished the most by this? I think. My sorry, five color legends deck. Mid range, mid range machine deck. My big red right. deck, for yes. example. Yes, yes. Um, mid rangers, black singer vampire, jism. Fatties, yes. fatties, yeah. and mid range. Yes. All those deck. five color fatties deck. Yes. So. Although all like you, you the people who get hurt most are the mid range decks that aren't playing red or white, because you have you can't put like I am probably going to put Armageddon back in my pink list yeah. because of this in the board. Or, in the board, yeah, probably in the board. That would be, yeah. yeah. I think that's blood, blood Moon or Armageddon are very common sideboard cards that you run anyway. Yeah. And actually, I was I was talking to Carter about this. We played some games today, Pink versus Mono Green, mm-hmm. and always great would, games. Yeah, you would think like, why would you put in Blood Moon against a mono color deck? But if he's running, he's talking about running four Maze of Ith, yeah. plus Pendle four Strip Mine, plus Pendlehaven, yeah. plus um, Mistress. Mistress Factory. Yeah. Then yeah, you bring in Blood Moon against a mono a monocolor deck. That's really interesting. So my my theory about this is that Mazeveth, in copies of three or more, in this format, do not go in control and prison decks. I think they go in one and two drop aggro decks. Mm. And I think that as a result. There's going to be some pretty interesting stalled games between aggressive strategies. I think the games. I think the games are going to be extremely 
long You're and just tapping and, and grinding. Untapping. Yeah, a lot of lot of tap, lot of tapping, untapping. Oh. Lot, there's just there's just gonna be a lot of like I have a spitting slug and a pixies and two factories and three mazes and on your side you've got like two pump nights and that you, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's you, yeah, know, you know what happens after that. Armageddon. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not dealing Ho- with that hopefully. shit. Yeah. That's not, hopefully. That does not sound interesting to me. That sounds like the most miserable form of magic. So it's gonna it's gonna it go cool. it's because I think it's I think it's at its best in a when you can use it for offense and defense. Yeah. Small creatures. It it doesn't go you shouldn't play Maze of Ith with a bunch of four drops in your deck. You shouldn't play it with a bunch of JM Day Tomes or Icy Manipulators, I don't think. Yeah. Or even, I mean, like may, maybe with like disc as your as your top end, yeah. but it is a flexible card. You know, it's like yeah, if they've got a couple creatures and you've got more, you attack into them and then pull back whatever yeah. gets blocked. Yeah, or it go- you know, if you're losing the race, then you just hang back and you maze all their big shit. Yeah, it yeah. goes in a weenie deck. It goes in the the four strip deck that you see in EC already. It like I think it makes an archetype that already exists better. Well, that's so, interesting, and and I'm I'm wondering if sort of the results of the unrestriction in Sweden or Atlantic, for example, have bore out that theory. Have you vetted this? It's it's a different format, though. It's not. Fair it's enough. not. It's not a four strip format. So you can't in when when you only have one strip mine, you aren't incentivized to play a bunch of one and two drops to keep your curve down. You're incentivized to play Lion Dib Angel decks, not Lion White Knight Dib decks or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 encouraged to make your curve more robust, you know, play play yeah, suits and lions and, and angels. Yeah. You're going up you're going up to four and five. Whereas you can play, you know, one and two drops with four strip mines. Mm-hmm. And so I think you'll see decks like White Weenie drop Preacher, which is susceptible to so much removal, and play mm. mazes instead. Mm. <laughs> well, so here's here's the thing. So I think even if even if it's not the case that other formats that have unrestricted mazes of it, uh, you don't see them in aggro decks, that could just be an oversight as well. I think I think when you think of old school, I don't think of it as being a very innovative uh, format. Like you get really spicy decks that are creative. It's not very innovative, but I think it could be more innovative. And part of the problem is people are really set in their ways. So throwing in three mazes of it to an aggro deck, people are like, "Why the hell would you do that? That's insane. It doesn't make any sense." Mm-hmm. But not even play test it. Whereas you know, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. But I, I think I, I think a lot of people yeah. just wouldn't do we'll it because it they're like, "Ah, oh, it's an aggro deck. Why would you put three mazes of it in?" Because people are just like, oh, well, this this is how you build an aggro deck. This is how you build a yeah, formulaic. What about yeah. uh, what about the opportunity cost of playing Mesa with? You're, yeah. you're skipping a land drop. Okay, so now... So, so you have to keep it curved. I, I'm, I'm thinking of my strip mines as really just an uncounterable land destruction. I'm not really trying to generate mana with it, right? So now I'm going to have six, seven, eight land drops that I'm punting on. Yeah, that seems hard to hoe for any deck. I mean, if I've got full power and whatnot, maybe I get around it, but it seems hard. Definitely. I mean, you 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 have to build your deck around it. So now it's like one drops, one and a colorless drops. Yeah, definitely. And I'm relying on my jewelry to get my shit out because I'm planning on making six plus punting on six plus land drops to generate mana. Well, yeah, that's why that's why I think in mono green, like it's an absolute no brainer because so many of your your two drops. 
well, you have elves to accelerate your mana, and so many of your two drops are actually one and a green, unlike unlike black and yeah. white, yeah. or even uh, blue, I think, for, for a decent part, because, of the, because of the Murpho. Yeah. Um, your Elvish Archers, your Wily Wolves, and your Argothian Pixies, yeah. and your Grizzly Bears, if you're a mana true grit, or your Elvish Farmers, if you're some dude in D.C., Sociopath. <laughs> um, are all are all one in a green. I don't know, man. I, I yeah, that's I, I will be interested to see what you uh what you cook up, but like Yeah, I wanna if, test that. That sounds you, cool. Well if you go so wide, then it's just like, you know, you get hit so much harder with earthquake and falling star. And these you just don't God. run out as many dudes. You run out three dudes. Well, that's yeah, but that's then, part of the. But, but you kind of have to. If, yeah. you, if you're like, if your win strategy is like, okay, I've got eight dudes and I've got four mazes of it, and like I'm gonna like try to you know plink in there. I like I don't know. I think script scratch is actually a better a better card than I thought it was, especially with Pindlehaven. Like that's yeah. a nice you know two three flyer. Yeah. But the but you have to go wide in if you're playing an aggro deck that is also playing multiple mazes of it, and then you leave yourself open. To these big sweepers right a little bit of a backtrack um but derek was using uh what's it called nafs asp yeah the one that it dings you and then you have to pay during the upkeep mm -hmm. otherwise that is a nice little way to tie up you can actually pay it before your upkeep or yeah yeah at some point yeah you have to pay a little tax otherwise you take two yes you got me one of those guys it's it's sweet and it's <laughs> especially good in his deck that plays four winter orbs you won't be able to incorporate the four mazes yeah. into the four winter no, orb no, version no, of the deck. Not both. But I, th but I think I think four maze mono green is 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 the real deal. I mean, I'll be playing it at least. <laughs> it's a deal. <laughs> yeah, don't feel like you need to buy a timber timber wolves immediately. But speaking of buying though, you bought some old school cards, right? A couple mazes. I did. Oh, I, I bought the mazes. I bought the mazes right just away. because just because I think I think it's the real deal, and I think it's less of a. Um, I think it's less of a control and prison card and more of a card that goes in one to two drop strip mine aggro decks. That's this is this is my thesis on the card in you say. Right. You guys, what do you guys yeah, what do you guys speculate about speculators trying to buy out you think it's Yes, buy your mazes of it now, set pump and dump. That's what we're, that's what we're <laughs> all about on the podcast. Pump and dump. Buy them now. I've got mine, so I don't care. I've got I've got about thirty five in my room. Jaco's got six hundred and sixty. Jaco, Jaco, obviously, tons of insider trading. Clearly, bought an entire crate full of mazes of it before he unrestricted it. Classic marketing, but um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, but they did it in Sweden, you know. So maybe the price of the card went up. Maybe not. But that's a good point. Did people buy a bunch of time walks this spring when they understood time vaults? Time vaults this spring. Oh, so you I, I was actually I was looking to get one, and then that happened, and then it got priced out. It's like, I just I didn't care. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. That's another card. I mean, got, I, it got unrestricted. People don't play a lot of it. Why? Is it because it's not good, or because people don't like playing <laughs> multiple time vault decks? Yeah, I mean, who even, knows? Even even in the time vault, twiddle vault. Uh, Decks in Sweden, they would play a top of like maybe two, right? You know, they, right. They, they're not playing four, hmm. uh, yeah. but and that was something that was brought up also is um, recognizing recall and time vault as cards that are unrestricted in other formats, but not in EC. Mm -hmm. And you know, like in in the case of recall, I actually agree. I think the card is just pure nonsense. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't really promote 
like interesting one is patterns. super strong one one is already really strong it what it really does is it lets you play less win conditions in stuff like the deck or any or yeah. any or stasis or, or any any combo deck and it all it does is just reiterate the best cards in the in the yep. format Absolutely. which which i don't consider very very interesting it also gives you more strip lines right it's it, yeah i mean you know he he uses it as you know you know you can just pitch a bunch of lands to get lightning bolts if you're playing a burn deck i mean i i haven't seen many copies of blue red burn with two or three recalls in it but it's just it's just a nonsense card. It do, it doesn't really do a lot of good. Time Vault is a permanent, which is a lot better. It and and requires other cards to make it good. Right. So I think I I think Time Vault and it's an artifact. Like how many ways are there to destroy artifacts? Yeah. It's another card that just the play patterns aren't great, but is a lot a lot safer than Recall. I think Recall's nonsense. Totally agree. Yeah. But you know what? It's all old school, baby. And it's all good. And you know what else? None of this matters. Not one bit of it. So that's it. We'll probably check in um, after our 95 tournament as I... No, we'll get <laughs> in before that. That's the middle of October. Okay. Then... Um, we'll circle back. All right. We'll do, we'll do a little chit-chat. We're going to get hyped up for 95 season. We'll probably report on some testing. I'll get sweet, sweet vengeance against Moss. <laughs> you can you can try out your whole Maze of Ith theory. My my Maze of Ith theory will you know obviously be proven correct. And everything will be good. Anything else, gentlemen? All right, we did it. Sign in. Shut him down. Shut him down. Yeah, Shut him down, start the balance, we wildin' wildin', swing rappers, body found, washed up, on Coney Island, when I rolled up, this shit, I flowed up, that killer froze up, when I pulled up, jumped out with the pump up, 32 shots and ducked out, when I broke out, left that cafe dead, his body smoked out, cause when I fall out, that killer's got kill me kid, I'm going all out, life's a got the bust it, gameplay, gotta play by the rules if your own cannot be trusted, don't try to test, survive your chest with five inside your vest, every man with a death rest, should've known when you was looking in the eyes of death, ask the Lord for forgiveness, when I did this, there was not no witness, but he should understand, cause uh, even God got it, no one got it, down's anonymous, I spit like a shiny silver nana, but find a bus, we the kind that rush, those that hold back, taking your whole stack, grimy street cats, forehead like Kojak, Kojak, forget, poke that, in fact, you can smoke that, uncut black dust, making your whole You get beat, had you thinking sweet, and you up creek, cause you're sweet. How much is your life worth? Someone important, cause I be extorted. Kidnapping for ransom is some sh that you don't wanna get caught. From back in the days of Gordon, getting robbed. The guy from Dr. Hyde stayed on his job, but his own little mom is worth going back to the earth so soon. Worth making my sh go boom, up to the no door, for the graveyard, to the no door. You know about a pine box, money going out with nine.